you got cooking? How about cooking something up with me? Let's stir it up, boys. Welcome to the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. A weekly excursion into the fine art of preparing the world's most popular recipes under an open sky and an open flame. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the old grill sergeant, Randy Hayes. Happy weekend. I hope you had a good week. Me? Oh, well, thanks for asking. Uh, uh, I had one of those roller coaster kinds of weeks, you know, up and down, up one day, down the next. Well, I really enjoyed last week's installment of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Hope you did, too. But I figured my football Saturday would kind of go downhill fast after that because my beloved TCU Horn Frogs had to play Baylor that afternoon. And I don't need to remind you how hideously bad my frogs have been so far this season or how our legendary coach for the last 20 years, Gary Patterson, got fired the week before the game, no less. Plus, Baylor was ranked number 12 in the country. They'd only lost one game. So I was convinced it was going to be a bloodbath in Fort Worth. In fact, I was so convinced that I didn't even bother to drive up for the game. And hey, I never miss a Baylor game if I can help it. TCU has owned Baylor and football for years now. But I didn't think the frogs had a snow cone's chance in a pizza oven, <laughs> so I just stayed home. And boy, was I ever sorry I made that decision. Because TCU put the hurt on Baylor for the sixth time in the last seven years. And man, I wish I'd been up there to see it in person. However, my darling baby daughter, Skylar, came over to watch it with me on TV, so that was almost as good. Now, I was flying high. At least until Skylar and I sat down after dinner to watch her alma mater, LSU. They were playing Alabama. Again, I was absolutely sure the Tigers were going to get butchered in Tuscaloosa, but LSU almost pulled off the upset. My daughter was disappointed they came so close to winning and then wound up falling short, but she, like her father, has accepted that this is a down year for her school. So up in the morning and down at night. The next morning, my grandson's Select 11 U baseball team lost their morning game and were eliminated in the first round of the playoffs in their tournament. Then, of course, the Texans lost to the Dolphins. But the fantasy football team I have with my daughter won by 20 points. We had a really nice family night dinner together. So it was down in the morning and up at night. But the work week started really well until I received some bad news about an old friend. So it was up on Monday and down on Tuesday. I told you it was a roller coaster week, so I was almost grateful when Wednesday came and went without any bad news. Well, beyond my wife Cindy getting irritated with me about something, something that I can't even remember now. <laughs> Nothing new there. Then Thursday rolled around and I was hit with a flood of emotions that I didn't anticipate at all. Well, see, Thursday was Veterans Day, and when I woke up that morning, I couldn't help but think about some of my old Army buddies while I was hanging out the U.S. flag on the front of the house. I was drafted into the Army in November of 1969, 52 years ago this month, but I was almost drafted into the Marines instead. <laughs> 
back during the Vietnam War, an inductee could be drafted into any of the services. But of course, the Navy and the Air Force weren't having any trouble filling their quotas. As a matter of fact, the Navy and the Air Force were the places where guys enlisted to avoid getting drafted into the Army or the Marines. The rice paddy daddies, those were the infantry grunts in Vietnam. So the Army and the Marines were the only two services that were using draftees. When we arrived at the draft board, the doctor told all of us who were scheduled to be inducted that day that we had the right to take the physical again to see if there was any medical deferment that would keep us out of the military. I was the only inductee to turn down that opportunity. So the doctor looked at me and said, why not? You might get out of having to go. I said, you don't understand, doc. My dad has been in the Army for over 30 years, so I'm not concerned about getting killed by the Viet Cong. If I go home and tell my father that I'm physically unfit for the military, he will kill me. So after everybody had been medically cleared to enter the draft, a clerk came over to us and barked out, following five men fall out to the right. Then he called out my name and four others. He took us into a classroom and asked if any of us wanted a soda. Now, right then, I should have known something was wrong. But I didn't figure it out until a Marine Corps gunny sergeant walked in and announced, Three of you five men will be Marines, and you will be in Paris Island tonight. The Corps prefers tall, thin men they can turn into big, burly Marines. You know, for the first time in my life, I wished I'd been born fat. <laughs> The gunny called us in one at a time to interview us, and we could hear what was being said in the interview because it was right next door. So the first guy tried to claim he was a peacenik, but the gunny just laughed at him. The next guy said he was, well, that he didn't like girls, if you know what I mean. We couldn't hear what the gunny said back to him, but it was not kind I started thinking as fast as I could because I had prepared myself for being in the Army the next two years, but not the Marines. When it was my turn, I talked with all the military bearing my father had spent a lifetime teaching me. And when the gunny asked me if there was any reason why I shouldn't be inducted into the Marine Corps, I said, well, Sarge, there is one thing. My father has been in the Army for over 30 years, and he's now a chief warrant officer in the Criminal Investigation Detachment. All of that, by the way, is 100% true. Then I said, it has always been my life's dream to follow exactly in my father's footsteps, to be drafted into the Army and become a CID officer, just like him. If I get drafted into the Marines, that dream will die forever. All of that, by the way, is 100% false. However, the gunny fell for it, and he said, this country needs more young men like you, so I'm going to see to it you get assigned to Fort Lewis, Washington for basic training, because that's where the Army trains their MPs. Good luck, soldier. When I sat back down with the other draftees, I looked at the guy next to me, and I was kind of giddy. I said, I'm going to the Army. He thought I was as crazy as Corporal Klinger, and he moved back two rows so he didn't have to sit next to me. After almost being drafted into the Marine Corps, Army basic training was by far the worst part of my military experience. Oh, I saw one guy get wounded, and one guy almost died, so basic was no picnic for sure. Come to think of it, the first wound was self-inflicted. We were at the range, firing M16s, and the drill sergeant specifically told us never to point our weapons uprange, you know, away from the targets. 
Even when we had completely emptied our clips, we were supposed to put our weapons on our shoulders until a drill sergeant had cleared the clip visually. We weren't even allowed to turn our bodies back up range until that happened. Of course, that didn't take into account some of the lower IQs in our platoon. So one of them did just exactly what they told us not to when his weapon jammed. Without a thought, this brain-dead moron turned his weapon back up range while he tried to clear it, and he promptly shot about half his foot off. They threw him in an ambulance, and we never saw him again. Another trainee was named Gunnels. He was one of those guys who the judge said, you either go to the army or you go to jail. Your choice. <laughs> he chose wisely. He chose the army. However, we all knew he was bad news, so we stayed away from him as much as we could. But one day, his patience ran out. Again, we were at the range, and his M16 also jammed. They did that a lot. Just as machine gun gunnels cleared his weapon and aimed down range, the sergeant in the tower yelled, Cease fire! Less than a second later, gunnels squeezed off around, and the sergeant in the tower responded, You, lane 14, I said cease fire. Were you born an idiot, or did you grow into it? Gunnell slowly turned around and aimed his weapon directly at the tower, and you could see the sergeant dive for cover. Gunnels didn't fire, but he didn't drop his aim either. Everybody and everything froze in place for, I don't know, a minute or so, and he finally put his weapon down, stood up, and put his hands in the air. They threw him in a paddy wagon, and we never saw him again either. Those are funny stories now, even though they weren't especially funny at the time, and I've got a million of them. My military career was very short, but very educational, and it turned out to be two of the best years of my life, even if I didn't think so back then. So all those memories and many more came flooding back to me last Thursday, and I hope all my brothers in arms had a happy Veterans Day. And I hope you have a great weekend. Come to think of it, we've got a really cool event taking place this weekend here in Houston, and we're going to tell you all about it next. Uh, anybody want some chip beef on toast for breakfast? If your barbecue's gone up in smoke and your cooking reputation is at stake, stick around. The Old Grill Sergeant will be right back with more ideas and advice to make your next cookout sizzle. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's, conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant, all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door. With a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media. And my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. 
We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run, and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself, and you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like, never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website, edgewater-digital.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years, and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 Westlake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big-box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Life is simple. Eat, sleep, grill. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hames. First timer alert, this is Shakti Baum who is the owner and executive chef at Edda's Kitchen. Did I say your name right? You said the first and last name right. That's perfect. Oh, great, great, great. Uh, Shakti is the co-founder of the Oxtail Mashup, uh, along with Warren Luckett. Right, Shakti? This is true. This is true. We're in our third year. But she's also got a long and really impressive resume. So let's talk about that first. Tell us, where were you born, reared, go to school, that kind of thing? Well, I was born in Houston. I was raised partially in Third Ward, uh, Houston, Texas, partially in Bel Air, and partially in Southeast Texas in a little town 
um, outside of Liberty, Texas. I spent a lot of my formative years and um, went to Hardin High School out in the country. Yeah. And um, yeah. <laughs> How did you develop an interest in the culinary arts? Was there a family member you emulated? You know, my mother was the worst cook, and I love her, Mom, I love you. The worst cook. You know, I was raised, I grew up in the 80s, so, you know, that was the time where you threw broccoli in the microwave. Broccoli and cheese was like a big thing, so I had a lot of that growing up. Um, you know, I was studying yoga, and I lived in an ashram, which is like a yoga community in New York. Wow. And they, you had to have, a, either you worked in the garden or you worked in the kitchen. So I worked in the kitchen, so my first sort of, that was my first foray into the kitchen and end up, ended up falling in love with it. I looked up one day and was like, wow, I have a career. I'm working in a kitchen. And it just kind of happened. That's fascinating. You actually toured with music stars as a tour chef, right? I, I did. That kind of, this sort of accidental. I was looking for a job online one day and there was a, you know, they were looking for a cook for a, a tour as for the Warped Tour, which is like a big, a big tour with like a, about 20, 30 bands that travels around the country. So I got that gig. And then after that, I did a tour with the Eagles, which was also great. That was my mom's favorite band. So that was a big deal around the house. That's uh, one of my favorite bands too, Shakti. You got any radio friendly stories you can tell about that? <laughs> Look, let me just tell you this. The fact that you grow up listening to Eagle songs and then you go on tour with them and you sing every song every night and it never gets old. Yeah. It's crazy. It never got old. It was pretty good. Pretty good. And you've also cooked in restaurants all over the world, principal among them, New York, Maui, the Bay Area. My wife and I lived in Marin County. We loved La Centrale down on Bush. Uh, any eatery that we would recognize? Um, I was in Berkeley at a little place called Akote. Um, not sure if you've heard of it. I don't think it's there anymore, but on Ber in Berkeley on Shattuck, there's a lot of great restaurants and you know, Berkeley's a great food city. Oh yes, it is. And we also understand you've lived and worked abroad. Uh, you were working as a chef in a boutique retreat. Uh, how is that different from working in a restaurant? Um, well, you know, it's a boutique retreat, just a, a good, a nice description for a boutique hotel. Um, it's great. I, I enjoy working at small places internationally because it's a, you have a little more freedom. The lifestyle is a little bit different. You walk outside to a beach every day. Um, so that's what I enjoyed about it. And, you know, the cultures are completely different. In addition to running Etta's Kitchen, Shakti is also the chef in residence at Project Row Houses. What does that entail? Uh, well, Project Row Houses is, a, is an art organization in Third Ward that's been around uh, since the early 80s. I hope that's correct. But um, they do a lot of charitable events. The, the organization is focused on art, showcasing artists, uh, unknown artists, also helping with community um, community issues. It, it's a great space. It's called Row Houses because there are like, you know, 10 row houses that are occupied by artists that do sort of rounds. There's four rounds in a year where they produce art based on whatever topic it may be, which is where we're holding the oxtail mashup in their garden. It's beautiful. Well, let's talk about the oxtail mashup for a few minutes. It's happening this weekend. The event will be held in the garden. Is it an actual garden where you grow vegetables? It's not an actual garden. No, no veggies. There's a, you know, a bunch of trees, beautiful grassy lawn. Um, and it is in the back of all of the row houses. So those back doors will be open while the, the area is filled with chefs and cocktails. So everyone can walk through these row houses to see all of the art of the current installation while enjoying oxtail from 15 different chefs. 
We're also having a bartending competition this year. So the five bartenders will produce their best cocktails for people to taste. We'll have music uh, with two DJs, lots of fun stuff. This is our third year. We, we skipped last year, so this would have been our fourth. It's a really great community event. We come out and eat great, great oxtail. If you like short rib, if you like brisket, you will love oxtail. So what do the chefs actually conjure up? There are different oxtail dishes from oxtail soup, we assume, right? Yes. Well, actually, you know what? This is our third year. We still have not had oxtail soup. We've had an oxtail menudo, oxtail tamales, oxtail arancini, oxtail and waffles, um, oxtail and like this crispy hash brown, smoked oxtail. Um, oxtail gnocchi with sweet potato. It's, there are so many incredible dishes. And if you go to the website, we have a video um, of last year, and each chef describes their specific dish. So you mentioned a lot of those dishes. Uh, will we see the same things this year? Will we see some new things that maybe we've never heard of before? You're going to see some new things, absolutely. I know one of the chefs is making an oxtail sausage Another chef who's fair, who's pretty famous, Duncan, uh, Randy Duncan, for doing his oxtail. He braises it or smokes it with Dr. Pepper. He's famous for that. Wow. We have a couple of, there's a chef from Hotel Derek who's doing a French-inspired oxtail. So, uh, you know, these chefs are pretty creative. And we like to tell them before they even enter the competition, come with something really creative. You can go around town and get oxtail at Jamaican restaurants, which is great. It's traditional over with gravy over rice, which is amazing. And we have some chefs who do their take on that. But we like for people to push it outside of the box. That's the whole fun thing about it. And you've got some top bartenders. You mentioned this a moment ago, making craft cocktails. Yes. But they're using fruit punch. Uh, tell us about that. Well, it's not necessarily a punch. Um, it's more of sort of a tropical inspired, but you know, a tropi- tropical around the world. Any any place where you can get inspiration um, that's tropic, <laughs> um, that's, that's sort of what they're being inspired by this year. It's a global cocktail. So people get to sample these cocktails by buying tickets, right? Absolutely. Both the cocktails and the food, am I correct? Absolutely. So your ticket gets you 15 uh, different oxtails to taste from these great chefs, five different cocktails, and you will have, or the guests will have the opportunity to vote by People's Choice. That's also another fun part of it. So the People's Choice winner, there is a People's Choice winner in both, and the chefs actually, I think, are more excited about the People's Choice vote as opposed to the judges' vote. Now, why? Well, you know, because that you're, that's the people. These are the people that are coming to their, their restaurants every day or who will be coming to their restaurants every day. You know, judges are great. They have maybe a, a, an elevated palate, as some would say. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, the people are the, the guys out here spending their money every day to drive across the city, and they want to show their support. So I think the chefs are really excited about that. So how do folks get tickets in advance for the Oxtail Mashup this weekend at Project Row Houses? www.oxtailmashup.com. That's it. And it's got all the information, all the chefs, the photos, the bartending photos, a complete description on how the event works, the timing. And it also, you got to watch the video. The video is such a fun video. It will make you definitely want to buy tickets. 
And the nice thing is a portion of the proceeds will benefit the Texas Children's Sickle Cell Program and Project Row Houses. Definitely two great charities. Uh, obviously, Project Row Houses is great. They're allowing us to do this event in their space. We definitely want to support them and their efforts in the community. Texas Children's Hospital and the Sickle Cell Anemia Program. I actually volunteered a, a couple of times to for the... They do a big slumber party for kids with sickle cell. So we definitely want to support them as well. All of this is happening this weekend at Project Row Houses in the Garden area. Tell us once again, how can we get tickets? Oxtailmashup.com. Buy those tickets. And those tickets not only get you into the event, they enable you to sample the different oxtail dishes and the different cocktails they'll have on hand and vote. Am I right, Shakti? Absolutely. Plus, we'll have a DJ. There's a photo booth. Think of it as a big garden party. It's like a big garden party, you know, a big barbecue. It sounds wonderful. We can't wait to be a part of it. It's the oxtail mashup at Project Row Houses this weekend. Shakti, we didn't get around to talking about Edda's Kitchen. Can you come back and do that some other time? I would love to, and thank you so much for having me. It was really good talking with you, and everybody get those tickets. It's a great event for the family, too. Stay patient. Dinner will be ready right after the smoke alarm goes off. Randy will be right back with more smoking hot tips for you and your old plane right after this short break. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, a electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's, conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant, all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door, with a wide variety variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. 
Hi, friends. Randy Haynes to tell you about Cellular and Satellite. Cellular and Satellite are specialists in wireless data plans for businesses. Because they buy in large quantities, Cellular and Satellite can give you a data plan on the same provider you're using today, but at a lower cost. Cellular and Satellite can also combine the two largest wireless providers into a single data plan. Two carriers with better coverage, but only one invoice to pay. If your workforce is international, Cellular and Satellite offers a global data SIM with fixed pricing in over 200 countries. You'll never have to pay international roaming charges again with Cellular and Satellite. And they can handle all your wireless data needs whether you need 10 or 10,000 data SIMs. So if you're an IT professional, mobility manager, or business owner, save money and increase your network availability by letting Cellular and Satellite simplify your wireless life. Call Cellular and Satellite today, 832-551-1000, or go to CellularAndSatellite.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a complete computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Stand back. We've got our grill on. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hayes. First timer alert. We are proud to host Lawrence Walker. He's the culinary director of Lucille's 1913. Welcome to the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show, Lawrence. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, Lucille's 1913 sounds like a really cool effort, and we want to talk about that, but let's start out by talking about you. Where were you born? Where were you reared? Where'd you go to school? And how in the world did you get into the food service industry? (laughs) All right, so uh, I'm originally from Galveston, Texas, born... BOI, the East End, it was always a good time. And then I grew up in the Clear Lake area, uh, Lake City, went to Clear Creek High School. Then from there, I went to college at Southern University. So from there, I actually moved to St. Louis, Missouri. So how I first got into it is crazy. I used to be a mortgage underwriter. Ah. I remember just sitting here reading cookbooks and trying everything when I got off work. And then it got to the point to where the, the industry crashed. I went to uh, my first restaurant gig in maybe like 2002, 2003. And then from there, within six months, I went to culinary school. Wow. And been doing it ever since. Well, professional chefs almost always have a really interesting backstory. So what are your first memories of cooking in the kitchen as a child? Uh, being with my grandmother. Yeah, me too. I mean, that's what I really remember. That's where I really started to get into it or just, you know, just watching her, um, whether it was, smothered pork chops, whether it was, 
pickled shrimp around January for when she used to do the debutante balls down in Galveston. Whether it was, you know, watching her cook my grandfather's eggs, I always say, Granny, I want my eggs like pawpaw, which are just eggs over easy. I don't know too many four-year-olds eating eggs over easy, but, you know, those are my first memories. And, you know, that's kind of where I, you know, really started to shape from there. And you went to this uh, prestigious cooking school in St. Louis. What was the name of it? It was called Lacole Culinaire. Um, I was one of the very first classes to graduate. Ah. We had some really good chef instructors, you know, from there. And then from there is where I got into the country club scene up in St. Louis. Uh, I was working for, you know, a really high-end country club. And, you know, we went to two or three different ones because I was part of the ACF junior team. So we did cooking competitions throughout Milwaukee, throughout Kansas. Um, and we always did really good. And that was a fun time. It was very hard work, but it was a, it was a good time. I learned a lot, you know, working with the ACF junior team. Now Lawrence is the culinary director of Lucille's 1913. What is Lucille's 1913? Lucille's 1913 is our nonprofit. So we started out right after the uh, pandemic hit last year. So once the restaurant scenes closed down, Chris really wanted to start uh, feeding the first first responders. Yeah, Chris who? Uh, there are a lot of famous Chris's in Houston restaurants. Chris Williams, the owner of uh, Lucille's and the founder of Lucille's 1913. Ah, Okay. So from there, we started feeding different communities throughout the city of Houston because, you know, they couldn't get out to the grocery stores or their families couldn't see them because everything was locked down. So it started out, we were feeding like maybe 300 people. And then it, it's grown to over a year and a half later to where we fed over 350,000 people throughout the city of Houston. Wow. That's very impressive and very inspiring too. So tell our listeners how they can help you out at Lucille's 1913. Website? Yes. So you can always go to lucilles1913.org and it'll have all the information that's on there that you would need, whether you want to, you know, volunteer your time, whether you want to donate money, whether you want to come and support. It'll usually have all our events that we have going on, our drop offs, our meal giveaways. Anytime you want to, you know, donate or volunteer, everything will be on the website, which is lucilles1913.org. And social media? Yes. You can follow us on Instagram at lucilles1913. Um, and also Lucille's hospital, Lucille's hospitality group.org on IG or just the restaurant Lucille's and all the information you can get from any of the websites or the IG. That being said, Lawrence is actually here to talk about the oxtail mashup that's taking place this weekend in the garden at project row houses. We've already talked about the event earlier. So first of all, is ox meat different from beef Lawrence? It actually is beef. So what's the difference between an ox and the cattle that we normally butcher to create ground beef for hamburgers and steaks and things like that? Well, we really don't use too much ox anymore. I mean, that's kind of, you know, just the name of it, you know, back in the day. But for the most part, you know, they're both cattle, but we pretty much just use beef for the oxtails these days. I see. So it's not the actual tail of the ox, right? I bet there's not a whole lot of meat on the tail, right? <laughs> no, yeah, it's actually the tail of the beef. Wow. And when you look, when you, if you, you can actually find them pretty much anywhere. They're really popular these days. And if you look at the pack, you can see them. A lot of times you'll see like the, the big, and then they just start steadily get smaller and smaller and smaller because they're cut into the bones and you can see the shape of it as it goes down. Wow. I, to be honest with you, I've, I've looked for it and not been able to find it, but it's actually in grocery stores. Yeah. You can find them anywhere for the most part, cause they're so popular now, but a lot of times, um, they go fast. 
Yeah. Because so many people are cooking with them now that, you know, that they go very quickly. So I guess I got to be a little quicker on the uptake, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how is it usually packaged, Lawrence? Uh, it's just packaged as, you know, it just looks like, you know, big bones. And, you know, some maybe about three inches, and they'll go all the way down to about an inch. So what's the easiest way to prepare oxtail meat? Oh, man, oxtails are one of my favorites. It's such a deep, rich flavor. It has a lot of, you know, fat in between your intermuscular fat. I mean, it has a lot on the outside. You can get it trimmed down, but there's just so much flavor in it. Um, it's a tough meat. So, of course, on any kind of tough meat you always want to do, most likely it's going to be a braise. Um, so you're going to stew it down, maybe a quick little sear on both sides, and then you're going to cook it on a low oven covered with some type of liquid, whatever you want to have in there, some type of gravy or red wine, tomato paste, and just let it go for a couple hours until the meat just falls off the bone. So is it a tough meat because the ox is a beast of burden, or is it just that portion of the animal is just tough? Yeah, it's going to be a little bit of both. If you look at, for the most part, any part of the cattle, that's used the most as far as the muscle is concerned is always going to be your tougher parts, but it's always going to be the most flavorful parts. So if you look at the tenderloin, the tenderloin doesn't get that much work. So that's why it's such a tender piece of meat. But as far as flavor wise, it's usually a pretty mild flavor. So like beef cheeks, they get a lot of work, but they have so much flavor. And so you have to cook them for a while in some type of braise. So they kind of break down whether you're doing the, uh, like the tacos you know, with the beef cheeks, or, you know, you can keep, uh, you can treat beef cheeks just like you can uh, oxtails. Well, the oxtail mashup is this weekend, and it's a competition using oxtail recipes. So which particular oxtail dish are you going to be preparing for the competition? Uh, are you going to give up my secrets? <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm doing, I'm doing a take, a take on Cochinita Pabil which is a dish with pig and then uh, a lot of achote, garlic, onions, cumin, sour orange, green onions. And then you puree that all up and cover the pork with it. It's usually like a pork butt. And then you cook it in banana leaves until it just falls off, you know, just so it like falls apart. But I'm doing the same thing, but I'm going to incorporate the oxtail instead of the pork. So it's going to be marinated in that. I'll do a quick little grill one to give it some, some char marks, and then I'll take that marinade and, you know, put it in my pan, cover the uh, oxtails with banana leaves, and cook it off in the oven. It takes about two and a half, about three, three and a half hours on 350, covered tightly, and then and after that, you can just pull the meat off the bones. And then, so for my final dish, what I'm, after I pull the meat off, I'm going to uh, do some tostados, some refried black-eyed peas, and then put that meat right there on top of it with a little uh, citrus slaw on top. Well, we know we're revealing your secret, but we promise not to share it with more than two or three thousand of our friends on the radio. I <laughs> uh, appreciate it. <laughs> Lawrence, it's been an honor to host you on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. We wish you all the best of luck in the oxtail mashup this weekend. It is a cooking competition, so get out there, folks. Tickets are available at oxtailmashup.com, and a portion of the proceeds will go to two very worthwhile charities, Texas Children's Sickle Cell Anemia Program and the Project Row Houses. So we we want to give you another opportunity to plug Lucille's 1913. How do our listeners get in touch with you there? Definitely. You could either go to Lucille's 1913.org, Lucille's 1913 on IG, 
or you can always call the restaurant Lucille's and we can always forge you the information or forge you to where you would need to go for your time, donations, or just any kind of information that you may have. But the website of Lucille's1913.org has pretty much all the information that you would need. Thanks again, Lawrence. Let's do this again sometime, shall we? Sounds good. Life is short. Grill while you can. Randy will be right back with more food and fun after this break. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media. And my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself. And you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website edgewater-digital.com. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's, conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. 
Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door. With a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, $227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. May the forks be with you. This is the Boyd's Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now here's the guy who turns all the grills on, Randy Hames. I saw an interesting article this last week in which the writer challenged people to pick the one person they'd like to be stuck on a desert island with. (laughs) And this guy immediately popped into my head. It's Fred Olson, my old Hudson and Harrigan show radio partner for 30 years. Always great to talk to you, pard. Well, that's that's quite a compliment (laughs) when you think about it. Well, you know, my first thought was my wife, but then I thought, no, she'd be trying to call room service, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. Give me a coconut, honey. I'm really hungry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the main reason why I'd pick you to be stuck on a desert island with is that we would laugh a lot because we've always laughed a lot. And I just imagine that if we were stuck on a desert island, laughing would be pretty important, don't you think? Yeah, look, a ship. Nah, I was just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> But I'll tell you who's really stuck out on an island right now. Anybody who plays for the Houston Texans. And it's not a laughing matter either. You know, the, the thing is, it was on Fox this week, so I got to watch it. And I said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a book while I'm watching so I can look away at any time in case something <laughs> horrible happens. And pretty much all of it. Now, you know, there were a couple of moments where you go, hey, maybe now. Nah. Because you don't want them to win. You just don't want you just. You just don't want to see their spirit broken, but that's already done. And who wants to really stay and play, you know? Well, you remember last week you read me a line from some story that was written in advance of the game, and it said, this could get ugly. That, that, that might have been an understatement. <laughs> I, I think the actual quote was, this is going to be ugly, and uh, and it was. Yeah. Nine turnovers. I mean, I know it's maybe not a record, but it has to be close to a record. And when, when you're the opposition has five turnovers and you still don't beat them. Yeah, it's pretty bad. You know, you just go, oh my, oh my goodness. You know, just that. Anyway, it's, it, it was planned obsolescence, but man, it, it's, they really did a great job of planning to be obsolete. Well, for starters, you and I talked about how the Dolphins really are just about as bad as the Texans. And maybe with Terod Taylor back at quarterback, our guys might actually have a chance to win. <laughs> But no. <laughs> but if you notice, nobody blocked. I mean, he just got nailed over and over. Nobody picked up blocks. Uh, they didn't know what to do with the blitz. It was like, you know, it was it was like a high school team, you know, trying to block college players. It just, you look at it over and over, I go, somebody's got to stop that guy. You know, stand in front of him, at least slow him down before he hits the quarterback. And, and after that, you know, he was just lofting things up, hoping for the best, I think. Also, you and I were texting back and forth during the game. And one of, your, one of your funniest texts was when you said, oh boy, another turnover. <laughs> that, 
The only thing was, Fred, you could have said that several different times during the game. <laughs> well, you came back with the uh, Sarah Lee, you know, more turnovers than Sarah Lee. And, and I thought, well, we still have it, man. We're still uh, sync, uh, in, in sync. So, <laughs> Well, there were three INTs and one lost fumble. And I think the only reason why the Texans were even still in the game was because the Finns actually had more turnovers than they did. <laughs> Five for Miami and four for Houston, as you mentioned. Nine total. I, I I know that, like you said, that's not an NFL record, but boy, it sure felt like it. Yeah, it's got to be close, I think. But it's just it just shows you the futility and, and the fact they signed all, a lot of these players who just, there's not a real stand-up. Bernard is pretty good, but he can't do it all by himself as far as pass rushing. And uh, so we don't have a standout players and and we just don't and and it's pretty obvious but that was just the beginning you know neither team could run the ball i thought the texans were awful because they only got 73 yards on the ground but then i looked over at the dolphins they only had 47 yards they averaged under two yards a run man so the texans average of over four (laughs) looked Absolutely stunning by comparison. <laughs> well, the good news is the Jaguars won. They beat the Bills. They beat a good team. And that means that they've won one now, I believe. And and so we're tied with them for the worst. And the Jets won a game. So we still have a shot. I think right now, if we ended the season, we'd have the number two pick. Yeah. Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, just, just think if you're a Detroit fan, you haven't had history at all. I mean, for like decades, it's just been horrible. So neither one of us were surprised when both teams just abandoned the running game (laughs) and threw the ball on almost every down in the second half, but that didn't stop the suck. (laughs) To Rod Taylor's lame attempt to throw away the ball that resulted in that easy interception, that was just one of five INTs between the two teams. So the passing game wasn't much better than the running game. Yeah, I've forgotten all about that. Thanks for bringing up that horrible moment. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, he's just like, just run out of bounds with it. Just run out. You're going to be fine. Oh, no, I just got to flip it. Or throw it to the third row. <laughs> well, it, it was neat because the Miami player had the presence of mind to keep both feet in and grab it. I mean, that was, it was a great play. But give the Dolphins and the Texans credit, Fred. They do know how to fumble successfully. I mean, (laughs) between them, they fumbled a total of four times, and they successfully allowed their opponents to recover those fumbles each and every time. Wow. That was a historic game, but I think we've got a few more historic games coming, too. We just do. and So we can keep it at one win and let everybody else win at least two. Maybe maybe the, uh, the Lions can win a game. And then I don't know what we do. If we, if we all end up with a worse score, three teams end up one in 16, do they go on strength of schedule, yards gained? I don't know how they do that. Rock, paper, scissors. Ah. <laughs> yeah, coin flip. Yeah, like like the Rockets had that one year was coin flip. Yes, I remember that. They got Akeem Elijah one. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Then Ralph Sampson, that was a pretty neat deal. At one point during the game, I texted to you, early Thanksgiving for Brissette. He's thankful to be playing the Texans again. Gosh, Houston's defense made him look like Tom Brady, except for the interceptions. Yeah, I really I really thought he was going to be better. I, I thought Brissette, I really thought Tarot was going to be better. But, you know, he's been out five weeks. He hasn't been in, a, you know, real action. So I'm not trying to defend him because you shouldn't know better than to just put that ball up like that. Throw it out of bounds minimum. And then... And, 
But anyway, it's it, they are what they are. They're, they're who we thought they were. Who said that? Was that a Minnesota Vikings coach? Oh, geez, it was a, the the Bears head coach. Um, oh, geez, you had to ask me. <laughs> yeah, I had to throw a wrench into that. Okay, so it's a senior moment. And somebody out there is pounding on the radio going, it's so-and-so, don't you remember? <laughs> it was that guy. Well, down near the end, the network put up a graphic that pointed out that the Texans had failed to score a road TD in 54 consecutive possessions. Wow. I texted you and said, that is the epitome of futility on offense. And you said, this is Pop Warner. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's... Uh, well, you know, it was really sad looking in the stands uh, when they would actually show how few people were there. And and I know that, that they're trying to paint a good picture at the front office. Uh, you know, it, it, they may still be season ticket holders, but after this, who's who's going to... Nobody's buying Cokes. They're not buying beers. They're not buying hot dogs. They're not selling anything in the stands uh, because there's nobody there. And that, that had, doesn't bode well. I mean, it's, you know, I think they're... Uh, their approval uh, is lower than Kamala Harris's right now. That's, that's bad. <laughs> However, I think my best text of the day was the Texans have taken their lack of talents to South Beach <laughs> and, and try as they may to get that number one first round draft pick. The Lions have yet to lose a game. So we're number two. We're number two. I, th- I think the Falcons, no, I mean, the Falcons, don't they come up next? I can't remember who. Um, the uh, I seldom ever look at a Detroit Lions score, but now I'm starting to pay attention. Uh, I, I think they maybe have a chance the rest of the year to win a game. Well, they are actually trying. I think they're they're actually trying to save their head coach and these guys on the Texans. I don't think David Cully he's going to get a nice payday, but this is just not very good. And and you know everybody's got Levy Smith kind of figured out. There's Everything over the middle is kind of opened up. If you're a big tight end, man, it's, it's pretty easy pickings, except against Miami. Miami couldn't throw anything. Well, I saw a column by one of the Chronicle writers this past week that said, David Culley is just in over his head, and he can't do the job. I think that's true, and, and, and yeah, I mean, I think he's a motivator. He's a rah-rah guy, and he's probably the sweetest individual you'll ever meet, but there's a reason he hasn't become a head coach in all of his years in the NFL. Yeah. Well, we're out of time again. Go watch a couple of episodes of Survivor or maybe the movie Castaway, and I'm going to call room service. I'll meet you on the desert island. Look, a ship. Just kidding. (laughs) We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Send us your burning questions and favorite recipes in a private message on our Facebook page, The Outdoor Cooking Show, or visit our website, theoutdoorcookingshow.com. Join us next week for more tasty food and fun over a red-hot grill on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. How's about cooking something up for me?